brings Jonathan to a hotel and where the infamous scene where which I honestly think is probably the most greatest thing that has ever happened in this movie ever <laughs> is they they bang in the elevator a glass has, a glass elevator a glass elevator yeah so like obviously this is no like you know no windows elevator this like everyone can see cheeks and boobs yep. and oh, penises yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. <laughs> so What's up, every guys? What's up, every guys? <laughs> What's up, in. every guys? There we go. Leave, yeah. Leave it all uh, in. Another, another Dannyism. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, every guys? Um. Yeah. Okay. So it's me, Danny. Hello, everyone. Um. And we have uh an ex episode for you. Um. It's going to be a cinematography, um, and I don't even know what what number we're on for our cinematography, so that's my bad. But with me, I have um, our one of our lovely plummeters, King. Hey, hey, the guys! What's going on, everybody? The guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be here, Danny. So thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and people are wondering why the two of us are here today. Um, and we will tell you. Okay. But we want to keep it a little bit more suspense on why. So, but before that, before I really do get into like why um, King and I are here and stuff, um, Sam has something to say right now. Alrighty, check that out. Thank you, Sam. Thank you very much. Um, and also links.animesummit.net. That's where uh, you'll find all our social media, Discord, uh, Patreon. Um, you can also find uh, Anime Plummet on there as well. So they do... Um, all of the trashy shows that <laughs> over on Anime Summit we don't watch. So they're 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 taking they're taking one for the team for us and watching all that crap. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes you find a nugget of gold in that mountain of shit. That's the truth. Some once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. Not all. Not once all. in a while. <laughs> um okay. So why, why are, what are we doing? Why is Danny and King the only people who are on this episode right now? I'll tell you, um, King and I are doing a Brat Pack review. What that means is we are going to go down, down a list of what is considered a Brat Pack movie and what does brat pack mean uh king you want to explain what brat pack is yeah sure um you know so it's a term that is coined for a specific group of actors from the 1980s uh our movies are starting in 1983 and then we'll follow throughout the 80s specifically the brat pack is a nickname given to a group of young actors who frequently appear together in teen-oriented coming-of-age film in the 1980s 
First mentioned in a 1985 New York Magazine article, it is now usually defined as the cast members of two specific films released in 1985, The Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire, although other actors and movies are sometimes included in this list. Right. So like 16 Candles with Molly Ringwald and stuff, uh, Pretty in Pink is also another uh, movie that is considered Rat Pack. Um, it's pretty much a coming-of-age type of stories, um, mainly set in high school and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, the, the core members of the Brat Pack is Emilio Estevez, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Rob Lowell, uh, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, which I was very surprised at that. Um, oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think that she was even considered part of that that little um, brat pack. Uh, J- Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy are pretty much considered uh, the brat pack of the 1980s and stuff like that. So, and so King and I, why why are we doing this? So. Honestly, just for shits and giggles, um, I think on Discord, um, oh, I actually, I do remember why we're doing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, wait, why are we doing this? What, yeah. what is the, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, so on Discord, King mentioned that you watched St. Elmo's Fire not too long ago. That's and right. That's right. Yeah, and you said that you weren't really a fan of it, and then I contradict and was all like, "Yeah, but it's so good. Like that's <laughs> the whole point of it and everything. Like you're not supposed to like the characters and stuff." <laughs> so, and then um, I think you just like casually mentioned, "Oh, like Brat Pack, like review with with Nick with King and Danny," and and Sam uh, chimed in a few things and stuff like that. So, so yes, that's pretty much the main reason on how it started and why we're doing this little kind of like series and stuff. Um, this isn't going to be a weekly thing. Um, King and I kind of haven't really established on how we're going to distribute or, or like pretty much when we're going to be recording these because I did how I did it. We, I went down the list, um, that the list of movies that are considered um, part of the Brat Pack. So, and I I ran it down to like 10 movies. And before we were recording, we were even talking about another movie. So (laughs) it might be 11 movies. So who knows? We'll see. (laughs) Um, um, So so we're going to be doing at least two movies in one episode. That way we can cover our grounds um with two movies versus just like doing one movie at a time um so because i don't know about you king but sometimes like if i'm not liking a movie or i have nothing to say really like right. i'm just like it sucks just move on kind of yeah thing. exactly and then we just move to another another topic kind of thing 100 percent. so yeah so that's kind of what uh what we're going to be doing with this um and uh, also 
just to just geek out on movies and stuff. Um, I have definitely been slacking on my movie watching and everything like that. So, and this is honestly a great opportunity for me to get back into just movie watching and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. So, um, yeah. King, do you have anything that you want to add before we crack down on these two wonderful movies? No, I mean, just that I, I haven't even best. mentioned which ones are we going to watch. I know it's so suspenseful <laughs> right now. I love it. Um, I, 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 I just feel the same way. It's exciting to to get to dive back into some of these movies. Um, I don't know about you personally, but I, I watched a fair amount of these movies in high school when I think it, it, this mm. these movies are made for high schoolers. I mean, you I, I, yeah, right off the bat, one of the most popular and, and probably the fan favorite is going to be Breakfast Club. So I'm looking. Oh, uh, that, that is episode. OK. I'm going to say it right now. The Breakfast Club is my all time favorite movie. Oh, here like, we go. Like, oh. like that one that I'm not even going to talk that. That's it. That, that's all I'm going to say. It's my all time favorite movie. We're going to talk about it later on. So, teen, and that's teen, it. Teen, teen Danny and Teen King would have been so cool with each other. Because in high school, this movie, that movie meant so much to me. We can gush about that later. Um, yeah. And honestly, what spurred this all on is shout out to my older sister. I think she's she would be considered like Queen Regent, I guess is what I would call her. Queen Regent, my older sister. Okay. And um, <laughs> she uh, said uh, we were just hanging out a couple weeks ago. And she was, we saw St. Elmo's Fire on HBO. Um, a lot of oh, these movies fun. you can find on streaming services. And I'm like, oh, I never saw this one. She's like, what? You have to watch this. So what, once I saw that, I commented. Danny responded. We started going back and forth. I'm like, oh, there, <laughs> there's something here. Like, let's go back. Let's take yeah. a step back. And I'm excited for just to dig into all of this. Because there are movies on this list I've never heard of. I've never seen. Um, there's some of my favorites on here. Weird Science is sticking out to me. I like loved that movie as a kid. Yes. So, so there's yes. there's gonna be we're gonna talk about great 80s music. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. cheesy 80s music. We're gonna talk about <laughs> there's fashion. Um, there's drugs. There's sex. There's big drama. Hair. Big oh the biggest uh, Demi Moore's hair in Saint Elmo's Fire is gigantic. Uh. So, I, and I just have a, a big affinity for the 1980s. I love the music, the style. I was, I'm just like, in, it, you know, enthralled by all of it. And it's had a resurgent with like Stranger Things and mm-hmm. all of these shows that are referencing it. So I'm excited to yeah. get started. And and Danny, I'll let you take it away from there. Alrighty, awesome. Um, so the movies that King and I are going to be covering for this episode is Class and Repo Man. Um, we're going, so, <clears throat> so how, so again, I pretty much listed out 10 movies and also King asked, okay, so which movies do we want to do first? And I suggested, let's just do it chronological order. That way we're not fighting. Oh, let's just do this one first, blah, blah, blah. This is a fan favorite, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I just figured let's just take away the arguments on which ones we should do first and just do chronological order. And so we're going to first talk about uh, Class, which got released in 1983. And then um, we will end it with Repo Man, which came out in 1984. So um, so let's get started. So Class, uh, <laughs> directed by Louis John um, Car- Carlino. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Louis John Carlino, um, old school director, born in the 30s. Uh, it's starring Rob Lowe, Jacqueline Bissett, uh, Andrew McCarthy, and Cliff Robins- Robertson. Um, the plot, pretty much, uh, a young man goes to private school, spends one crazy night, uh, but soon realizes the woman he hooked up with uh was not who he expected oh um, boy was she not <laughs> <laughs> that's the big reveal folks that's that's like the big reveal of the whole movie is like that's who actually is this woman good, yeah that's pretty like a good clean sweep like two sentence one sentence uh yeah. plot on about this movie so and the brat pack members that are in this movie is of course rob lowell and uh andrew mccarthy um I think this was actually his for Andrew Carthy's uh, film debut. Yep, I believe. Yes, so, it was. Um, uh, release date for this movie was July twenty second, twenty second, nineteen eighty three. It's uh, ninety eight minutes long. Uh, the budget for it is seven million, and the box office uh, it it made 21.6 million that's a good profit um, right there too that, seven that, million dollars for a yeah. movie is cr- like unheard of today that's yeah. such a like low <laughs> amount of money to yeah make a film. yeah i mean in the 80s it definitely i mean that definitely ex- succeeded its low budget of seven mm-hmm. million so um <clears throat> Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Um, King, what are, what are our, what, what are our lovely thoughts about, about class? You know, um, <laughs> so this is, this is one of those films that I had never really heard of or, me neither, or what I had never seen it or anything. Yeah. And neither have I. So. Yeah. And, and, we're both and, in this, we're in the same boat. We're in the same boat together. Yeah. I'm more familiar with Andrew McCarthy uh in his later works which are i think he's in um is he in pretty he's either in pretty in pink or 16 candles i can't remember so he's in he's in pretty in pink yep yep. that's that's where i was first introduced to andrew mccarthy yeah and so i i i and he's in saint emil's fire too that exactly so that's what else i know him and for folks at home um Andrew McCarthy, who I'm probably going to focus a lot more on than Rob Lowe, as McCarthy is the star of this film. He plays Jonathan. Um, Rob Lowe plays Skip, his roommate and best friend at this prep school um, that that they're attending, which, you know, for folks at home, prep school is something you go to between, you know, high school slash college if you're trying to beef up your grades to get into a good university. So that's like that's the backdrop of it is is fancy boy prep school. in the last couple of years, Andrew McCarthy has put out an autobiography called Brat, an 80 story, which I'm going to be reading throughout this whole series that that uh, Danny and I'm going to look at. And just diving off the back, he talks about this is his first call to like the major leagues of film. And what is important about that note is that throughout this movie, when you're watching it, you can kind of feel that folks are just not... Um, kind of just just kind of un unprofessional in in all of this in that in that you'll watch scenes and you're like 
Yes, this this appears to be someone's first movie acting because it yeah. it's, it can be rough and cringy <laughs> at times. Rob Lowe, um, it, Rob Lowe actually has somewhat of a career at this point, so he's a little bit better uh, a- a- acting throughout the whole movie. But like even Andrew McCarthy talks about in his book, like this was a real struggle for him, even to the point of he didn't understand the concept of um, uh, what's called a mark in a movie. So a mark is just a piece of tape on the floor. And it's like, Hey, Danny, we need you to stand here for camera logistical reasons. And if Mm -hmm. you leave that spot, it's going to ruin the scene. So like he has no concept of, of where to be. Um, So they have to like drill this down really hard. And it kind of comes through, through that movie of like, Ooh, this is someone's first movie starring. Yeah. Um, So, um, actually, this movie for Rob Lowe, this is his second film. Major film, his, yeah. Yeah, his first major film was The Outsiders. Right, which I, it's almost, maybe we'll go back in time, way, way down the road and cover The Outsiders. Because The Outsiders, for a lot of people, <laughs> kind of starts it because it, yeah. it has Emilio Estevez. It has a lot of people. Rob Lowe. Yeah, it has a lot of people. Um, Ralph Macchio from Karate Kid is in it. Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, like huge names from the 80s. Yeah. And I love that. Tom both Cruise, C. Thank Thomas you. Howell. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people are in that movie. Um, I'm just going to flat out say it. I don't consider yeah. The Outsiders a Brad Pat movie. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't I just don't. established. None of them no. were, were really ready at that point to yeah. do it. Um, it's no. a fun movie. Maybe go check it out in your spare time. Um, but, but if you but, not have already watched it in high school, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's cringe. And, and, and actually that's perfect for this movie. This movie is cringe at times because oh, gosh. The, the main takeaway is it's young boys clowning around doing young boy shit. Um, I took so yeah. many notes throughout this. A lot of it is, uh, chasing girls um buying alcohol underage which losing someone's virginity like you know making making fun of people if they are a virgin it's just like yes ooh, like and and i'm in my 30s and just seeing this i'm like yes did i did i probably act this way at times sure but i don't like to think (laughs) about it and it reminded me of those things and it's like no Yeah, um, yeah, this movie, it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? But Danny, there are facts to back you up in that. That's not just an opinion. That's like, there, we have a lot of facts to like talk about why that is the case. Like, this is not a good movie. Like, it's just not. I... Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Like, like first of all, the beginning, the big, be- the very beginning of the movie is like, yeah, it's like you're kind of typical. Like, okay, boy is saying goodbye to his parents because he's going to uh, a private school or prep school, whatever you want to call it. Um, to me, it looks like a private school because it's at a dorm, like there's a dorm and everything like that. So, um. And like obviously you can you can tell that um Jonathan is very timid. Like this this is most likely his very first time like dealing with like upperclassmen. 
for that matter. So, um, so he's like walking around campus with his school uniform. And apparently that is like taboo. Like you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, like who does that on their first day? Like who wears their school uniform? You know, like he looks like a dork. I mean, that's the the, the mean way of saying is he's a big fucking dork. Yeah. (laughs) Or or, excuse me, the the word they use turd. He is turd. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm such a turd. And they're like, oh, you're such a turd. So he is a he's definitely a turd in the beginning. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then, you know, he finally meets his roommate who is Skip, uh, who is played by Rob Lowell and they kind of like get into like this prank war. Um, uh, Rob first like tells Jonathan, uh, well, Skip tells Jonathan, Oh, like we have, we're, we're going to be late. Like we have to do this. And like, Skip is like stripping out of his robe and he has, you know, lingerie on and stuff. And he tells Jonathan, you got to put this on. Like we have to, we have to like, we have to go do this. Like this is a tradition kind of thing. And, you know, he kind of really like egg Jonathan into, into wearing this lingerie and they leave their dorm, go outside. And Jonathan is outside already where like, there's like, people outside and skip just locks the locks the door on him and um hilarity ensues (laughs) yeah like jonathan is just like running through campus wearing lingerie and just like running for his life and he ended up like climbing up um like a vine thing to get back into his dorm and stuff like that and then Frickin', um, you know, Jonathan kind of like pulled a prank, like kind of showing Skip like how hurt he was Mm -hmm. by the prank. Like he was crying in um, in the cafeteria (laughs) and like he ran away and like all the kids were like laughing at him because he was crying and all this kind of stuff. And and Skip, you know, went to go apologize back into the dorm. And he opens the door and Jonathan is like blue in the face. Like he practically like hung himself. And I'm just all like, oh, Oh, okay. Well, this like took a whole turn. Like just kill off the main character of the story. Okay, cool. And I I want to pause right (laughs) here too. Because when you see Andrew McCarthy hanging in the dorm room, we don't know that it's a prank yet. Yeah. Well, my my yeah, yeah, first yeah. my first thought was, oh fuck, he's gone for the rest of the movie, and this is a movie about Rob Lowe's character. So yeah. I, at my first yeah. thing, I was like, holy shit, this is so dark and crazy. Yeah. And I, I I was blown. I was like, oh damn, like I didn't like Brat Pack movies tend to be um they can be a little they they, they do get a little dark in certain points, but I oh, yeah. I think the idea is they they want to project youth as a a golden age a fun time shenanigans etc and in the first like 10 to 15 minutes you have what you think is one of the main characters killing himself off and you're just like oh shit i did not expect this so i yeah. had to put my when i was having a drink and i had to put it down i was like oh no danny what have we gotten ourselves into <laughs> but it, it is just a prank yeah yeah so like you know skip freaks out he goes and grabs like the principal or whatever and they come back into the dorm and like 
a whole bunch of other students like followed and stuff. And there's no, and there's nobody in, there's nobody hanging, um, in, in the room or anything like that. Like it's just an empty room. And then, you know, the principal and the rest of the students like left and stuff. And then you can hear, um, um, laughter in the closet and that's where (laughs) that's where jonathan is and he's all like truce like come on like so they become best friends by like literally playing pranks on each other yeah oh and that's that classic it's it's a a classic male kind of toxic thing that that you learn about as you get older too we did this is something that we did is i went to an all boys catholic school so i also kind of relate to this movie a lot in certain (laughs) aspects but it's that thing of like hey I'm going to be mean to you, Danny, but if you're mean back, then I'll respect you. And I right. like, I hate that. I hate that mentality <laughs> of, of the classic thing of like, well, somebody was mean to me once. So therefore I'm going to be mean to you. And if you don't do it back, then I cannot respect you as a man. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, yeah. cringe once again, throughout this, <laughs> while we go through this plot, I'll be like, Ooh, cringe alert, cringe alert. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now they have solidified their friendship. He, he, right. he knows that yes. Rob Lowe knows They're he can bonding. give it and take it. They're bonding yeah. as men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then after that, they, they start like chatting with each other. They, they like share some drinks because Skip, you know, hijacked um, some alcohol and everything. And so they started talking with one another um correct me if i'm wrong king but did 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 skip say that like he killed somebody or something like that right to to, there's a scene where they're after you know they're getting drunk on the floor which is uh, such okay danny and i are enjoying libations right now responsibly once again folks (laughs) always practice safe drinking drink responsibly do not ever drive call an uber it's Mm -hmm. so much cheaper um but they're doing the classic thing. They just have a bottle of vodka and they're just shooting it on the floor. So they're just only vodka. Right, they're just taking shots. They're yeah. just taking shots, which I'm like, oh, that's such a high school thing to do. I hate that. <laughs> it's I can taste it in my mouth. One shot's fine, but any more is crazy. Um, and so what they do to keep bonding is tell Rob Lowe's, what's the worst thing you've ever done? And he, he explains the story about how he was sleeping with an older woman. And the husband comes in and Rob Lowe tells this convoluted story of how he accidentally kills the man. And you're like, what the, well, it's again, you're like, what yeah. the fuck kind of movie am I watching right now? Yeah. And it's all <laughs> to get Andrew McCarthy to tell his deepest dark secret, which is actually pretty important to the plot later on. And Andrew, right. uh, Jonathan admits, um, well, I stole a copy of the SATs and I got yeah, near he cheated. Uh, yeah. He cheated. And he got a near yeah. perfect score which is going to have serious implications later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rob Lowe rebuttals. He's like, damn dude, I was just kidding about murdering somebody. Like <laughs> I didn't murder. I didn't murder him. I, sh- I when the man came home after I was, uh, you know, having sex with his, with his wife, I just shit my pants. And he's like, that's actually what happened. So like Andrew admitted to committing what, what is actually like, if you steal a, the SATs, a crime. it's a yeah. crime because the SATs are uh, given out by the state and he stole from the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. which is super not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's just like all these like 
goofy kind of just your typical um uh 80s like rambunctious uh boys boys will be boys yeah literally like this is like a boys will be boys fucking movie and And school and everything and it's just yeah like like, it's just very very typical for like an 80s movie and stuff um overall i honestly really did not like the whole thing um and as the movie goes on um you know, Skip is trying to get Jonathan laid and stuff. Yeah. And like they, the two of them uh, go, go out with some girls from like a sister prep school that was nearby. Um, That didn't go well. Jonathan ended up actually puking in the car. (laughs) Um, Great first impression Uh, for the gals and stuff like that. Uh, He just, he can't, he can't be around uh, uh, women um at, uh, anybody like he's just so socially awkward and i just feel like that's uh, just typical for a high school kid yeah like you don't if you're not surrounded by women all the time i guess like it can you, be pretty awkward yeah you stunt your growth and, and so. i'll tell you one thing going to all boys school is a great way to to pump out men who don't know how to talk or relate <laughs> or empathize with women like I'm right. telling you, I went, I, I, I did it and I was lucky enough to have, uh, 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 you know, lady friends and, and girlfriends throughout high school. But like, I know guys, I'm like, God, you just have no concept of how to like interact with the other sex. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then, uh, what else happened? Um, yeah, there was just pretty much like several attempts to find Jonathan a date and and Skip even vowed to help him successfully get have uh, a sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Um so much so that they the Skip, Jonathan and like two of the other boys, which I I want to point out, there are actually a lot of big actors in yes. this movie. Yeah. Um John John Cusack and Joan Cusack are um or Joanne, I don't uh, Joan or right. jo- Joan, yeah, you got it right. Joan Joan, Joan Cusack. The Cusacks. Okay. Yeah, the Cusacks. Yeah. Um yeah, John and Joan Cusack is in this and also Alan Alan Rook is in this. Um if those of you who don't know who Alan Rook is, he is actually one of the main characters in Ferris Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's the best um, friend. He's the best friend. He's the kid that is wearing the Red Wings hockey jersey. Yep, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah. So um, when we watch this movie, you're like, oh my God, there's John Cusack. Yeah. Like, like and- there's just like a whole bunch of like, and you don't see Joan um, in the movie, but you hear her voice. Yeah. In the movie. So, um, but you definitely see John, uh, John Cusack in this. And obviously you could totally recognize Alan in this movie. So there are quite a few, not only Rob Lowe and Andrew McCarthy, but there are other um, big name actors in this movie as well. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so like Skip and Jonathan accompanied by like, I think maybe three other students, three other friends, they go to like that sister uh, prep school to talk about a Halloween party that they usually do like a collaboration with 
um, excuse me. So, and they're talking and of course something happens. Um, one of the girls who was like serving out the sandwiches recognized Jonathan and was all like, ew, it's you. You were the one who threw up on me kind of thing. And like, yeah. so, like freaking like sandwiches and drinks were like flying everywhere. A boob ends up um, being flashed. Uh, it was just like a whole big mess. This, so. this is one of the best. <laughs> this is one of the best forms of slapstick I've ever seen in my life. It's like <laughs> it's like you can hear the um, uh, the Benny Hill theme going on because it's like yeah yeah yeah. It's like everyone is is falling over each other and spilling drinks and sandwiches, like you said. And it it ends with Jonathan just like falling over and ripping open the girl's shirt. And yeah, it was just like yeah. I was like Jesus. They like the, yeah. the material. It, what was it made out of? Like tissue or something? Probably. Like- <laughs> and like not only that, not only were there there like a bunch of girls from that school who were there, but I think there was also like the den mother or the principal yeah, of that the school that was yeah. yeah headmistress was there. So like it was just a hot mess and stuff. So Jonathan is officially banned, and I think you have a quote. Um, Oh, uh, where did you put it? Oh, oh, it's it's um is it the oh, why am I such a turd? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that what? but no, that was um that was when he was at the bar. It was the when when the principal of the school was all like, you know, Jonathan, you will be the first. Um Oh. Um and 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 I don't really say this lightly, but you are banned from that school till the day you die or something like till that. Till the day you yeah. die. And, and, <laughs> that, and Rob Lowe says a great quote um, about this scene where uh, his character Skip is like, well, man, I don't want to break it to you, but like these were the only girls for a hundred miles by yeah. us. So you're like- now he's putting like like geography to how you're not gonna get late. Like you need to leave a hundred mile radius to get laid now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh wow, I just saw your note. Um, John Cusack swallows a cigarette not to get caught by the headmaster. Yeah, I saw that was that. a badass was scene. Just, that was a badass scene. And like yeah. he didn't even swallow it, like he just like kept it in his mouth, and then like when he was gone, like he fucking started smoking it again. He popped it right back out. Cause all, all like <laughs> yeah. once again, it's coming back to all of this is is boys getting into hijinks and trying to avoid getting in trouble. Smoking, right, right. drinking, chasing girls, doing dumb yeah. shit, and and still trying to stay in school because they have yeah. to graduate and get to a good college. These are mm-hmm. besides Andrew McCarthy, all of these guys are rich prep school boys andrew mccarthy comes from a poor family he gets a scholarship middle class yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so that's like the only difference but that's that's setting the scene yeah um so yeah so jonathan is banned for life from the halloween party and for even he's even forbid to go to the school and stuff and so okay halloween party is here everyone's dressed up fucking Rob Lowe is dressed up as Jesus. <laughs> that was so funny. When like, he, he looks, he, I was like, you look like a good Jesus too. <laughs> um, yeah, total 80s shindig kind of thing. And this is where, this is where the, the plot or the point of the story starts to like, yeah, pick up. And like, this is where, you know, this, the, 
the movie is kind of like okay this is this is the important stuff mm-hmm. um Ra, uh, skip gives jonathan a hundred bucks uh he tells he tells jonathan to go to chicago um go to the free and easy club free which I, and easy club which i oh <laughs> Danny, if we find one, we're we're buying tickets to the. We're going. We're flying into that city. We're going to the free, the free and easy, easy club. club. <laughs> yeah. the The implication being, you're going to meet an older woman uh, who will have sex with you if you have this hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. And remember, guys, guys, we got to We got. I'm always. We always have to remind you. They're in prep school, which is the idea of like you're either a senior in high school or like a year after your senior high school and you're waiting to get into a a major university. So we're talking, it could be 17 to like 18 or so. 18. Yeah. 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 So young men. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then Jonathan was like, no, I'm not going to go do that. Like, that's crazy. Um, let's just face it. I'm not going to get laid, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, Skip was all like, no, like you're going to get laid. Like I guarantee it. As a matter of fact, you're not allowed to come back to this dorm until you get laid. And, and he said, he said to Jonathan, you're not allowed to come back until you get the woman's panties. Ugh. So like as as proof, 80s. As proof. Ooh, yeah, cringe. that is like such an eighties move. Like you're not allowed to come. There's no it, it. You oh, what the hell is it? Um, it never happened unless there's proof or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so. and Danny, I'm sure you can attest. You're like, I really don't want people to steal my underwear. Like I need those. I mean, or, I okay, need the underwear. So, I was in high school in the 2000s and no, no teenage boy stole my underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in the, well, like, cause I, I'm like, even if I stole it, which I never did, it's like, what the fuck am I going to do with it now? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to hang it somewhere. That's so stupid. Like once again, the cringe button is going off the cringe button. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he, he made sure, you know, he had to get the underwear and everything. So you know, okay, so Skip goes to the Halloween party. Jonathan's by himself in the dorm, you know. And this is kind of where the part where I'm all like, don't go. Just don't, don't go. go. Take that $100 and, like, go buy yourself some booze or, yeah. you know, or put it in your pocket. You got an extra 100 bucks with you. Friends, you can make like, you can make friends with $100 in 1983. You can buy, you can buy underwear for it. Yeah, you can buy underwear, you can you can buy alcohol, which will make you friends, and you can focus on your studies. That's why you can buy the you can buy the underwear that you can buy the panties and say, Yes, I got laid, here's my proof, kind of thing. Yeah, that's why but like everyone listening, we're like, we get it, grandma and grandpa. You guys are like, I'm I'm like, stay in school and buy booze for your friends. Um, yeah, okay, so Anyway, Jonathan actually ends up going to a bar in Chicago. He takes a um, Greyhound bus. Yeah, he do- he does eventually go to Chicago and stuff. He goes to a bar, tries to pick up girls, unsuccessfully. By the way, like, oh, his first game. of all, the woman, the woman that was like mean mugging him, 
Oh my like, God. Did you see that? Like she was really honestly like mean mugging him and yeah, everything. Cause he's a child in a yeah. bar that yeah. <laughs> is for picking up um, what could be either sex workers or, or they, you know, a lot people... of them looked like adults, like college students too and stuff. Exactly. And just so... like a hookup bar kind of thing. And he's a child yeah. in there and, yeah. and he yeah. strikes out with ton, like several women who are just kind of teasing him and making fun of him. Yeah. And uh, um, that's... Yeah, so he, like, tried to pick up this one girl. He ended. He ends up, like, falling. Um, Like, his foot went through the freaking chair. Like an um... idiot. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and the chair just breaks on embarrassed. him. I felt embarrassed for him. Oh, secondhand, like, secondhand embarrassment is one of my favorite feelings on the planet. Like, <laughs> I, I watch so many things and I get it so badly, but it's like, ooh, it makes me feel alive and good. And if if you have secondhand embarrassment, come talk to us in the Discord on Anime Summit because I want to <laughs> he, hear about it. Yeah. So, and then, so he eventually sits at the bar. He's waiting for the bartender to like, to take his order and everything, but obviously, like he's just being a pushover and stuff. Yep. Um, and this woman comes up to him and you know starts talking to him, and she pretty much pulls a prank on him, where like she she tells him to put a quarter, like I can't remember. It was like on his fort, like. He had oh, to yeah. do something with the quarter or something. Yeah, rub like it on that. his it, rub it on his face for like a sensuality test kind of thing. And yeah, she's, yeah. She's just fucking with him, and it's yeah. The so like because there's like yeah, there's like marker on the edge of the quarter and stuff, so yeah. that that like when you do put it on your face, it's going to leave like lines all over your face. Yes, yeah, so he's got so, shit all over his face now. Like an yeah. Idiot. So as as this was happening. We are introduced to Ellen, who is the other character played. of of this story, played by Jacqueline Bissett. You got it um, right too, but you you said it perfectly because uh, there's a famous quote of her saying, "Bissett, like kiss it," and I was uh, like, "There you go, yeah, Bissett. yeah, yeah, yeah." So, and Jacqueline, I mean, she's definitely. Uh, in this movie, she is play, played as an older woman. She is not in high school or anything like that. Um, by the 80s, uh, Jacqueline has appeared in in some all-star films, like When, uh, when Time Ran Out, um, and she was also in Rich and Famous. Um, she starred in Class, which is the movie we're talking about right now. Yeah. And in 1984, she also, um, she was actually, she received uh, a third Golden Globe nomination for um, the movie Under the Volcano in yeah. Best Supporting Actress. By this so time, she, yeah. By this time, I'm. she has definitely named uh uh, made a name for herself mm -hmm. so um yeah so comes in ellen ellen is you know a party girl she's like taken um i don't even know what you would call that game that they were playing at the bar where like they laid down on the counter and the bartender just like oh poured oh. the drink in their mouth yeah yeah so that it like she as she calls it it's an it's called an instant margarita and what it is okay it is a bottle of tequila and a bottle of um 
Oh, the liquor that you would put in. Uh, what's um, uh, it might be. They might have been, in the movie. They might have done Grand Marnier. In <clears throat> it, it's like an orange liqueur, and all it uh. is is. And I've seen this before. You lay on the bar with your head facing up. Um, and the bartender takes both bottles and dumps it into your mouth at the same time. Mm. And the idea mm-hmm. is, is it's supposed to make an instant margarita in your mouth, except, you know, there's a lot more in a margarita that makes right. it taste good. Yeah. So you're yeah, just yeah, getting, yeah. you're getting hammered and shit, but she, you know, she can drink like a fish, which shout out to that. That's, you know, that's awesome that she can do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so she's a part, you know, she's a hard partying woman. Um, at first my thought was like, oh, this might be you know, either a sex worker or just an, uh, an older woman out for a good time. And she does this a right. lot because um, mm-hmm. we don't know anything about her yet. Right, right. We know zero about Ellen. Like we don't nothing of her. She is just the woman that is about to be a part of this movie she, or whatever a, this movie is A woman about. who's about to say hello. And <laughs> yeah. And, anyway, I, I want to sidestep too real quick just to give people the idea I think yeah. in like in in 82 or 83 she is like um there's like those people magazine like most beautiful person of the year yes. like she yeah, is, like, she's like considered sexi- one of, sexiest yeah. man like you know sexy sexiest woman alive of yes. that year or something and, like that and yeah. she she won things like that maybe not from the same magazines or whatever but like mm-hmm. she, like to give you an idea like this is one of the most beautiful women women act she, like oh gosh at she the is time. so attractive Cunning. Yeah. she's a gorgeous yeah. person but like that absolutely so that gives people perspective like this isn't just a random person like andrew mccarthy this is a a, a famous star she's a beautiful yeah. like world-renowned person and very respected mm-hmm. in her industry yeah so um yeah, so so she's doing the shot and everything and now she's she's just watching on watching Jonathan be humiliated by mm-hmm. this woman who is at this bar and stuff. And so after the woman left and was just laughing at Jonathan um, and of course, Jonathan's self-esteem is at an all-time low because he feels like that he can't pick up women or anything like that. So he's feeling like a, a, a turd, as he he's as he called a, himself. He's such a turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and Ellen was nice enough to go up to him and say, you know, hello, like, you know, can I show you something? And so she takes out her compact mirror and shows Jonathan that he has lines literally all over his face and that's when the famous line that uh king is so fond of is why am i such a turd and that that line sums <laughs> up this movie why yeah. am i such a turd yeah. and i'm like it's yeah. because you're a child yeah in a grown-up bar trying to have sex with older <laughs> women you that is a turd that you're gonna come out looking like a turd dude yeah so um yeah so they start talking ellen starts uh cleaning jonathan's face and everything like that um eventually they start to have chemistry and stuff Mm. um they start talking to each other um and all of a sudden they ellen
So like, obviously, this is no like, you know, no windows elevator. This like everyone can see cheeks and yep. boobs and oh, penises yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, and my might I add the elevator has carpet. Let's go. Night. I love the <laughs> dude. The 1980s was had to be the wildest time to live in. Cause they were like, what if we put shag carpet? Cause it's not just like, Oh, Oh, like a flat carpet surface. It is shag. Um, so like the little frillies on it. Um, it's a bitch to clean. It's a pain in the ass to keep up. And it is just on the floor of the elevator. And it is the most eighties like set I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. let's go. Yeah. So, so pretty much like Ellen kind of, took the reins and cause she kind of noticed that like Jonathan was very timid and mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously they started to have chemistry with one another and everything like that. So, yeah. you know, Ellen kind of just became this, you know, cougar. Oh, I- yeah. I'm going to say she's a cougar. Woo. So even though she was like my age at that time, I know that's the weird part. I'm like, Oh, they're, cu- <laughs> she's not that much older than me. <laughs> And I'm, but like she's portrayed as like so much older, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah, 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 yeah. So you would think like she's like in her 40s. No, she's like 30, like 33 something. or something like that in yeah. this movie. So, um, yeah. So they have sex in the elevator, and honest to God, like I think the most iconic scene is when they're like lying on the floor of the stopped elevator and the security guard yeah yeah he's like what's going on in there it's like what what's that what's that he's like oh what what the hell's going on and it keeps going down and he's all like looking up yeah it's so funny just to see that i mean i would be i'd be like yo those people are fucking in that elevator with carpet right and my my, like i said said the thing you notice most though is like if I saw people fucking in an elevator, I'd be like, "Wow, that's wild." But if I saw shag carpet in an elevator, I'd be like, "This is you're gonna look, you're gonna notice the shag carpet yeah. before the people having sex." Yeah, that's exactly. I was like, "What is going on in this elevator?" I love this. But that she's she's teaching him the ways of love throughout like the next several. Sure. Scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Teaching him the ways of love. And she's okay. like literally coaching him through how to have sex, like. Okay, don't like Yeah, oh. they eventually got yeah. to the to the bedroom and stuff. So yep. Oh god, like Okay, so I I'm going to say like at this point, like I thought the movie was going to like pick up. Like I thought, okay, the woman of this story is finally here. Yeah. Like we're we're going to get to like the point of the story and everything. So because I think I think by by the time Jonathan meets Ellen, it's already like 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, we're almost halfway. Right? We're almost halfway done by this point. Yeah, yeah. And, nothing, so I was, and nothing's really happened. Nothing happened at all. I'm all like, okay, so when is this woman going to show up? Like, yeah, I I don't understand. So, yeah. Um, and at this point, like, in my opinion, like this whole affair between Jonathan and Ellen was actually pretty decent. Like I actually kind of liked that story. Yeah. I didn't care for the prep school story. Like no. I honestly cared about their love story in all honesty. Like I cared about the affair and stuff. 
Oh yeah. So, no, I agree with you. It's there, there's something beautiful about it because here, but here, but it's important to know. Jonathan has been lying about his age this entire time. Right. He yeah. says so he's in that university. Was a thing too. And, yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah. Go ahead, King. Oh, yeah. And she she's, <laughs> like I said, teaching him the way of love. They're having fun together. He's going to see her on weekends. They go out drinking and dancing and, and shopping and all of this stuff. And, and like, they're having fun together. They even go to New York together. They even go to New York together. Yeah. And it's this thing yeah. of, like, it's he's like, I am having, like, a blast with you. And I want to spend all my time with you. Um. And but it's under false pretenses uh, because he is lying. And later on, we'll find out that she is also lying about some yeah. stuff. But yeah, eventually yeah. <laughs> she she catches wind of what's going like. This is a kid and mm-hmm. she's not. She finds out she sees uh, she finds his ID and she's got it. She's like, fuck this and is like out. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Yeah, so eventually Ellen finds out and everything because also Jonathan confessed his feelings for Ellen too. Yes, he does say he loves her, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of like took Ellen a step back a little bit because she was just considering this just as a fling and stuff like that and they were just having a good time. Yeah. Um, She wasn't by no means like even considered on having a relationship with Jonathan at all. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's kind of what happened and and so Ellen found out that Jonathan is actually a high schooler um and he goes to a prep school and everything. And so pretty much at this point Ellen cuts ties with Jonathan and Jonathan becomes depressed. Um, and Skip notices Jonathan being all depressed about this woman. Um, even Skip tried to convince Jonathan, like, dude, forget about her. She was just a piece, you know, you know, I want to say a piece of meat or anything like that, but like, she was just like, that's what he's uh, saying. No, no, I mean, that's, he's like, Hey man, like, like girls that you bang come and go. That's his point. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. like, let's not look at people as me it's very yeah. it's disrespectful but I, I will say this is when i actually even though it's like i'm contradicting myself this is when i kind of start to like skip because his whole right, thing yeah. is it's like hey man like we're still here to like get to that next level of college to like don't like it's gonna be okay like breakups happen right He's trying to support mm-hmm. his friend just in like a weird toxic way that's gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A big like man macho way. Kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still <laughs> trying to, he's like, come on, man. Like you're going to get out of this. We're going to get through the semester. We're going to go on with our lives. Everything's going to yeah. be okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah. he's trying to be there. <laughs> trying. He's trying. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, so so to kind of um, put Jonathan's feelings at ease, during Christmas, Skip invites Jonathan to his house. Um, his and this mega is Mega Mansion. Mega Mansion dude, house. Dude, this is where you honestly see that these kids at this prep school are like for sure like they are from money and everything. This is like, to me, this is very Gossip Girl level. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. I know, I, I know what so, you mean. Yeah. Um, and like 
so he invites he invites Jonathan over for Christmas. Um, they skip Jonathan and um, Skip's dad. I'm not even going to bother pronouncing um, da- Jonathan's gonna- dad's last name. He's not going like- to work here anymore, anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan's dad is played by Cliff Robertson. Um, and Cliff Robertson is also a big time actor. Old Hollywood, yeah. Old Hollywood, very old Hollywood. Um, his stardom, uh, it, like he was in Too Late, uh, Too Late the Hero, which came out in, uh, 1970. That was a war film and Michael Caine was in that movie. Ooh. I think. Love Michael Caine. Uh, a war film with Michael Caine. Yeah, it was a it was a Michael Caine was in that, um, which was unfortunately a disappointment at the box office. So, um, and what else did he do? He played the lead in Obsession, which came out in 1976, and he also did a Canadian drama called Shoot, which came out also in 1976, and he was also uh, one of the several stars in the movie Midway, which also came out in 1976. So he has done so many things. He was in television. Um, you know, there, there was there was just so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Jonathan, Skip's dad is talking to Jonathan because at this point, Jonathan actually got accepted to Harvard. So, and Skip's dad is this big time um, executive for AT&T or something like that. Yep, you're right. And he also went to Harvard as well. So he's like, you know, pretty much his eyes are only like on Jonathan. Like I think at this point, Skip's dad thinks that Skip is a like fuck up. I mean, that's a fuck yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, like like you know, um, you know, clowning kind his of way t- through school. Yeah, and- yeah, like he's not taking school seriously. You know, even you know, almost thinking that Skip will never get to Harvard and everything like that. So he's really like enjoying the time with Jonathan and like asking him all these questions, even like, I think saying, you know, um, when I was in Harvard, you know, I, we did this and so make sure you do this, blah, 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 and right. everything like that. Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear a door close and you hear Skip's dad say, oh, we're, we're, we're in, you know, we're in the, the living room, honey. Like we're having a couple of drinks. And, and then who walks the big, in? Who walks in? The big, the big reveal. <laughs> The big reveal is Ellen is Skip's mother. Hey, wait, I'm I'm pulling up I'm pulling up my text because um we we'll, we'll text each other while we watch these movies on uh, on Discord. Oh yeah, and and I remember <laughs> I think I remember even texting you yesterday. I was like, 
Oh shit! It's the mom. <laughs> it's the lady yeah. he was having sex with this whole time. What? Yeah. yeah. And I will say, I, I will say, what did what did I gotta ask? What did you think when Ellen walked in? It's the mom. What the fuck? Ah. Uh, it's just um, like, what did you think uh, about this first, reveal? My reveal was all like, oh shit! Like, I didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, honestly, it, it was actually honestly, pretty. I, I liked it. I liked it, but also I low-key didn't like it at the same time because it's all like, really? Like, that's kind of a letdown. Like, I I was hoping, like, uh, I honestly, I don't even know what I was hoping. I thought, like, um, it would have been somebody that, it would have been, oh, what would really get it was, it, w- it would be, if it was the same woman that Skip had sex with, that older woman. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That would have like been kind that, of crazy. Yeah, that something kind of crazy, thing. something crazy. Yeah, something crazy like that. So, but yeah, like the fat, like oh man, and and honestly, like the face, the facial expressions that Jonathan made when he found out that Ellen was Skip's mom, like. You like his smile went from smiling to like a major like, oh my god, dude! They're bo- this is my Ugh. best friend's mom. Like, yep. I don't understand how e- e- neither Skip or Skip's dad saw his express like did not see his expression and her, at all. and her expression because yeah, her, her expression kind of like changed too. Oh, and her instant response is yeah. um to take some she we see her taking pills in another room um yeah I'm so this is some where sort of like uh da- like it a has to be like a medic yeah it has xanax to be like some sort of medication yeah, yeah some, I, i'm gonna go with xanax yeah yeah so. and, and then they go to dinner and she starts hammering down wine which, yeah so ooh, and you this shouldn't is, do that don't do that this kids. is honestly where where my issues start coming coming into play a hundred percent the reveal like, is crazy and you're like holy shit and then it goes yeah. this is where the movie for me goes downhill quickly yeah yeah and i'm just all and this is honestly I, i'm honestly with you with that like she starts drinking uh, like drinking heavily like you can obviously obviously tell that her demeanor has changed. Uncomfortable, yeah. Like, Ooh. literally uncomfortable. Like, super, e- e- like, the awkwardness, you can probably cut with a knife. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't do, and I don't know about you, but I start, if, I, if I'm in an uncomfortable uh, situation, like, I visibly become uncomfortable, too. Like, I start sweating a lot. I start, you can like mm-hmm. hear me breathe. I, my anxiety, I suffer, I, I'll get like bad panic attacks. And like, yeah. I have to like, I have to get out of rooms and I like, I've yeah. run away from, like physically I have run away from uncomfortable situations yeah. where I've sprinted down streets before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like that whole thing, um, you know, she even asked Jonathan to leave the property. She was all like, I want you off my property today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I was just like, okay. Now you're getting ridiculous because you also are attracted to Jonathan. It's not just Jonathan. Like, you are also attracted to him. Yes. Um. So much so that, like, yeah. so, like, after Jonathan kind of, like, finds out that, you know, Ellen is Skip's mom, 
obviously he comes to more sense and was all like, I can't do this. Like, this is my best friend's mom. Uh, you know, this ca- this relationship can never happen. However, Ellen is constantly calling the school and oh. wanting, wanting to talk to Jonathan. Ooh. <laughs> and, and, and again, oh. this is honestly where like, the whole the rest of the movie is just it, it starts like it, it's so dumb it's it was so stupid yeah she um, starts hounding him um and, and and they don't give this enough attention because in the background we kind they kind of lead into a um we we come to find out that uh ellen uh skip's mom is suffering from a type of neurosis. Um, she mm-hmm. has mental health issues, but yeah. but they do not expand on it in a way yeah. that would be satisfying. Yeah. And actually, it's funny. I I, I read into this uh, movie, and um, uh, Jacqueline Bissett even talks about. She's like, the the thing that makes me sad is they actually cut scenes that kind of delve more into her life to explain oh. why she has these mental health issues. And she's mm. like, they opted for comedy instead of going of, heavier of a drama, drama kind of thing, which yeah. is we can talk about this at the end of the movie. That is the big issue with this film. Is it a comedy or is it like a serious love romance coming mm. of age story? Like mm-hmm. it's battling mm-hmm. between the two. And that's yeah. why it's an uncomfortable, weird movie. But she did huh. mention that, that they cut those scenes. So all we know is that but basically it's kind of fucked up that all they're they're like, this broad's kind of cuckoo, am I right, yeah. guys? Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, it is. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate it. Yeah. They definitely, um, at least, like, Skip's dad definitely... Um, is a douche. Is a douchebag. Like, he's a definite asshole to Ellen and everything like that. Like, you clearly can tell that the two of them don't have sex on a regular basis. Like... Oh, if they, they loathe did, each other. They loathe each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that typical, like, you know, big money. You kind of just married him for money or kind of thing. And like, you just do whatever you want kind of thing. Um, so, but yeah, so while all that's going on, like Ellen is constantly calling Jonathan at the school, wanting to talk to him. Um, we come to find out that a, um, attorney officer is at the school, uh, investigating mm. the stolen SATs. We're we're switching back, <laughs> folks. Just so everybody at home knows, we're switching <laughs> yeah. back to comedy. Okay. Yeah. The, we yeah. just had drama. <laughs> we're going to switch back because this is when the slapstick oh, comes back, god. which is oh my god. This whole yeah, the guy who's investigating why like somebody has stolen the SATs. We think there's rampant cheating going around the state, so we're going to inspect your school, which is like the dumbest premise first off i think that's so stupid like that's not gonna happen honestly the fact to to just to have like the the little comedy tidbits that we get like a fucking kid flushes an entire weed plant down the toilet let's set this up because i want (laughs) to this is this is my favorite scene so i'm gonna set this up okay okay go ahead you do it the boys john cusack um um homie from ferris bueller's day off uh, Alan Ruck, um, they are trying to figure out why is this uh, state investigator, attorney, law officer, whatever, here at the school. And th- what we come to find out is that the boys at the university have been growing pot, 
selling pot, um, selling like pills, which, and so like to give context in the eighties, um, people just took like random speed that they didn't understand or know about or random downers. Like they, it wasn't like Oxy wasn't a thing and, and, and like, uh, uh, Adderall wasn't really a thing yet. But so like, they're just, they're they're like, we call them zoomies and zoomer, like zoom zooms or whatever. They had like terrible names. And so they freak out. They, they, they're like, Oh shit. He's here to bust us for all the the drugs. And there's this great, I think it's the best scene in the movie. The whole entire like dorm room rushes to the bathroom to start flushing down their drugs down the toilet. <laughs> and you see, you're like, okay, there's some joints, there's some bags of weed. Um yeah. there's uh there's some there's some pills going down the toilet. And then one kid brings an entire pot plant from his room. Like it's a full stalk that's grown. Yeah. It's like yeah. several feet. And he takes the, <laughs> the plant out and shoves it in the toilet. And, and just tr- like shoves yeah. it like he's like he's plunging a freaking toilet. Like Oh my God. It was I like that I was like, this is the greatest scene ever. And what we come to find out, of course, is that he's not there for drugs or anything. Like nobody gives like he's there for the SATs. And I have I have it written it down somewhere. The best line of the movie is the bushy hair Afro kid who did the plant. He goes, yeah, yeah. I just flushed three hundred dollars down the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's so it's yeah. so funny, dude. That was that was yeah. good. But once again, comedy or drama, I don't know. Right. Yeah. This this whole movie was def- a definite mess and everything like that. Um eventually down the line uh skip eventually finds out that jonathan and his mom are having an affair oh heartbreaking um yeah so like he ends up skip ends up following jonathan to the hotel room that he was going to meet ellen and everything like that and that's kind of where skip goes and gets grabs his friends and like a couple of the girls from the other school to like kind of like cheer him up a little bit because Skip obviously could tell that, you know, Jonathan is upset um, and everything. So he wanted to cheer him up and everything like that. And that's kind of when, um, you know, Skip finds out that he's having an affair with his mom. Not cool. And not cool. Bro. And honestly, again, this is where, the movie goes even more down in the toilet hole, like in the toilet bowl for me. Um, You know, of course they get into this big fight. um, And that whole fight scene was just so stupid. Oh, it was them in the forest and everything. And like how the, they like how the movie portrayed the fight was like very kind of um, like, silent film 1920 like sped up fighting yes (laughs) did you catch that yeah it it felt like you um which shout out you know what nick would love this because it was like it was 1.5 speed (laughs) yes yes exactly yeah yeah but it felt unnatural Um, it did there's like an un there's like an uncanny valley like this isn't how people move at this speed while fighting. No, no, no. It was so bad. Um, you know, it was just like, ugh. and this is kind of like where you we're at, like towards like the end of the movie, really. And yeah. like, they're just like literally beating the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. They, 
they they start out in in like the forest and you know freaking jonathan has a rock yeah i thought i thought (laughs) during the fight where i thought this was going i was like holy shit jonathan's gonna kill skip and it's gonna be yeah yeah, it's gonna be a depressing ending but here's the thing the brat pack movies cannot end in a like they're not supposed to leave you feeling like super sad or whatever like they're supposed to give you uh, a youthful outlook kind of thing so like i should yeah. have known better than to be like oh my god he's gonna kill him it's gonna be terrible yeah, yeah but he did pick yeah. up that rock and i was like don't he did kill pick him up that rock. he also that rock was huge that he rock also was threw huge. it a fire extinguisher when they make it back to the school he throws yeah, yeah. a fire extinguisher at rob Lowe, and i'm like oh bro god. you can't that's a you know what that's a safety concern and you can't be doing that you can't be doing that right there Bro, oh it's God. just the it's a dumb fight that ends oh. in back in the dorm room because they're both exhausted and beat the fuck yeah. up and they just fall on the floor. Oh gosh. So stupid. So dumb. <laughs> and and but it's this and I hate these endings though. But this is such a this is such a shitty guy thing that happens. It's like, okay, now that we've beaten the shit out of each other, they start to like laugh with each other, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but uh, as you point, as you, as you wrote in your notes, uh, the point of this story is bros before moms. Because they end, <laughs> they're, they're laughing and, um, um, Jonathan apologizes to Skip. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. he, you know, he does, he gives a heartfelt apology or whatever. And it, and he, he kind of conveys like, you know, you're, you are my best friend and, and I don't right. want, and I don't he want really, this and, and Jonathan really honestly did not know, like. How could Jonathan, you know? Really? How could you know? He did. He did not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, that's. I had to write down the point of the story because because what kind of it's kind of sad. The mo- what we didn't say in the background. The mom has checked herself into a mental right. psych- psychiatric yes. ward. Yes. Um, yes. So yes. she's she's yes. getting treatment or whatever. And but we're like we're just, we're kind of just like okay bye crazy mom see you later. Right. And that was the thing that was like so random. Yeah. It for felt me. unnatural. I, I fe- I honestly felt like they should have cut that part out and probably redo that whole scene. I mean, maybe not even have the scene with the father um, yeah. there to talk to Skip and everything like that. Like I, that scene was total un- totally unnecessary kind of thing. I would have so. loved a natural like conclusion to Jonathan and Ellen's relationship, something yeah. like a, a a phone call, a speaking face to face of like, Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, we could just write it out. Like, Hey, this has been a wild ride, but you know, we got to do we can't, what's right. Yeah. We, yeah, we can't do this. You know, you're my best friend's mom. Yeah. And, and, and like, like a beautiful romantic kiss at the end. Like, sure. Not, sure. Why not? And then, and then that's <laughs> the goodbye. And then the fight scene happens or whatever. But literally, it's it it does become like, yeah, you banged my crazy mom, and she's in in yeah. the wacky house now. But house, you're still yeah. my you're still my bro. So yeah. once again, the point of the story is bros before bros moms. Before moms, Mo- kick your mom's <laughs> ass to the corner. Stick with your bros. <laughs> and that's it. And that's that's the end. Yeah, of and that's the, the end movie. of the movie. That is the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Danny, I have a question for you, Danny. I do have a question okay, for you. Okay, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. Uh, and we'll end every segment with this. Does this movie hold up or Absolutely. is it outdated? <laughs> okay, it is so outdated and this movie does not hold up at all. No. This is, 
this is I- I'm gonna rate it. This is a two out of ten for me. Ooh. Two. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Two out. Two out of um hundred dollar bills flying away in the wind. Because yes. remember, he did he did lose that hundred dollar bill because they went up on the roof and was all and he's all like, "Hey, we're having a good time. Why don't I buy you dinner?" And then the fucking dollar bill just flew away. Also, what <laughs> it, I, I want to take it back to Rob Lowe gives him a hundred dollar bill, sends him to Chicago to get laid. Why give him a hundred fucking dollar bill? It's the nineteen eighties. Where is he gonna break that? A fucking bank? Like uh, it's beer. Yeah, beers cost like fifty cents. So like, if yeah. you hand a bartender a hundred dollar, like give him some twenties or something. That's so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It I think was, I think yeah, you're right. No. I think that's that's no. a, um you're not far off from the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is like twenty nine percent. Um, oh yeah. This yeah. this movie got raked um when it when it came out. I actually want to read a quick quote to you from Andrew McCarthy. Uh, uh Oh, did he talk about this film in his book? Yeah, and the, the, oh, he <laughs> talked a lot about this film. And he and we talked about it before of like why is this does this feel like what you know, why does this feel disconnected? Um and he talks about how the director Lewis and the producer this guy named Marty um so lewis is like we i want drama we got to make this serious and marty Mm -hmm. the producer the money guy is like we need to capitalize on like porky's slapstick comedy Mm. like shit and they kept fighting Mm -hmm. throughout it and this is how uh mccarthy um you know summarizes his experience at the very end Mm -hmm. my um so he's going to see the, the the premiere of the movie with his acting teacher Mm-hmm. My acting teacher, Terry Hayden, went to the film and insisted I sit through it with her. Ever candid, she was modest in her praise and pointed out areas where I carried tension. The movie received generally terrible reviews, nearly all of them citing what we had experienced on set. The disconnect between teen hijinks and attempts at emotional depth. It did scant business. So now mm-hmm. I had done a, a movie. It had come out. Nothing happened. Um, mm. what we, what, I, what we later find out in his book, Brat, an 80 story, Andrew McCarthy doesn't have another film gig lined up for a whole year, year and a half. So wow. this takes a toll on his career. Rob Lowe goes on to make a movie directly after this. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, he's a little bit more re- well received, but like that gives you an idea of like, this is the fir- like one of the, the first Brat Pack movies and it's a total fucking flop. Like it does right. not do well. Like yeah. it does well money wise, I guess, because we talked about that before. Yeah, I mean, it it did succeed a little bit. I mean, it definitely made the money, but it regardless, it was still a flop. Like obviously, it ha- it definitely had a bunch of bad reviews and stuff. Um, Rob Lowe's next movie he did was called The Hotel New Hampshire. Yes, thank you. That's what um, it was. And then after that, he also did Oxford Blues, which is also another Brat Pack film. Yeah. Um, because that stars Rob Lowe, uh, Ali Sheedy, and Amanda Pays. Yeah. And and so. and yeah, folks, there there are so many actors and there's so many movies adjacent to like what we're gonna cover. And it's just these are the it factor actors that are going to star for the next decade so like this this sets it all up um i don't know any other final thoughts i I, i'm i'm all set i'm i'm 
I I am ready to talk about another bad movie. Oh no! <laughs> See, this is this is where this is where we 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 can run into a little disagreement. That's okay. And I'm also I'm I'm keeping a mind on the time, folks. And um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk us through this next one. But I took way less notes on this one. Um, and it's because and also this is a way simpler movie that we're gonna talk about. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and introduce it. We're gonna be covering. Okay. Uh, yeah. Repo Man from 1984. Uh, it was directed by Alex Cox in his directorial debut. Uh, fun fact about Alex Cox, he would go on to help co-write Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas that starred Johnny Depp, um, Benicio Del Toro. That's a great cult classic film. Uh, this stars uh, as their main leads, Harry Dean Stanton and Emilio Estevez. Harry Dean Stanton by this point is a very well-established actor um emilio estevez not as much this is kind of one of his first uh i don't know it, it so he was in the outsiders um but this he was kind of a side character in that he was like somebody's little brother and this is one of his like first leading major roles uh the plot is a young punk recruited by a car repossession agency finds himself in pursuit of a chevy malibu that is wanted for a twenty thousand dollar bounty and has something otherworldly stashed in its trunk. So I come into this movie. Uh, oh, and also Brat Pack members, Emilio Estevez is the only one uh, that's really here. I come into this movie being like, okay, um, this is a movie about a young man. He's like a shitty punk teen where, um, you know, he's getting into trouble. He doesn't care about school. He's hanging out with a bad crowud, And uh, like a, a, rep uh, a repo man kind of tricks him into the industry and i'm like oh this is a story about a young man finding his path through like i'm not going to be an office worker so i'm going to be a badass repo man and yeah and, and, and for folks at home <laughs> a repo man is um if you don't pay for your car payments if you don't make payments on basically if you if you buy something with credit and you don't pay for it uh someone will come and repossess that item Usually cars are the best example of this. So they'll come with, uh, sometimes they'll give you heads up. Sometimes they'll just come and take your car without any question. So like, they're pretty you know, much bounty hunters, pretty much for stuff. Of. Yeah. They're bounty hunters for, for stuff, stuff. That, that you don't pay. Yeah. And they're not looked well upon in society. Cause it's like, yeah. Hey man, don't take my shit. You're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, I think this story is going to be like, Oh, young punk teen finds his way in the world by being a badass repo man. Cause they they try yeah. to make the repo men look cool in this movie. Boy, was I mistaken. Uh, this is gosh. another one where it takes quite the turn. Um, yeah. so in the beginning of the, uh, one fun fact I want to, I want to point out too. um, uh, there's a, a main theme. I think they call it like the repo man theme. It's actually written and performed by Iggy pop. So that's like a cool, fun celebrity they got. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. something fun. Um, the soundtrack, I, I, and we'll talk more about soundtrack in later movies. Um, the class soundtrack really isn't worth noting. There's nothing like great there about nothing, it. There is nothing. There's honestly barely any like well-known 80s tracks in, in class at all. Yeah. Like, 
no, no, it's, no. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to like the Breakfast Club. Somewhere. The Breakfast Club is good because like, don't you forget yeah. about me? Yeah, that's pretty much like the theme song of the Breakfast Club. Yeah, and that song so. fucking slaps. Um, yeah, but so um, before, hold on, before yeah, yeah, please, please, I just please. I just want to say, um, Repo Man was released on March second, nineteen eighty four. It's mm. ninety two minutes long. Um, the budget for Repo Man was uh. $1.5 million and the box office made $3.7 million. So it didn't really do that well at the box office. No, it didn't do well. So, um, this is an independent film, so it's not like a major yeah, motion release. It was very low budget. Very low, low budget. budget. Um, mm-hmm. And well, and I'll talk about this later. Well received at the time, though. So that's kind of interesting <laughs> compared to Christ. Really? Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and I'm gonna try to the the plot. Like we, I really don't think we need to walk through it as crazy as much because it's pretty straightforward. So I've expl- I've kind of ex- set up um, what's going on with our main character Emilio Estevez. His name is Otto in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. He's a dirtbag punk teen. There's a lot of punk music in this film. So if you're a punk fan, you might like the soundtrack a lot. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was cool. It was fun. Um, and, and so half of the story is, uh, Kevin dealing with the being, becoming a life of a repo man. Uh, the other half, uh, which is kind of the turn of the whole fucking movie is while he's chasing down the Chevy Malibu, that's got a uh, uh, worth $20,000. Um, we come to find there's a, uh, a man who seems to be like going through some sort of mental episode driving around. <laughs> Uh, and there is something in his trunk. Uh, the first scene, something we, we don't something. know what it is. We don't know what it is. A cop pulls this man over who's very disheveled looking. Yes, and the cop's is, like, "This is the very beginning of the movie, by the oh, way." Oh yeah, yeah. And the cop's like, like, "What's in the trunk, sir?" Yeah. And and the guy yeah. goes, which is the worst thing to say to a cop. He goes, "Oh, the trunk." Oh, you you don't want to look in that trunk. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. don't say that to a cop because of course the cop's yeah, like, all right. It, Let's open yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. And of course, which is the, is uh, you're like, what the fuck is this? The cop opens the trunk and he basically disintegrates down to his boots. Like he's, he's evaporated instantly. Literally nothing, uh, nothing is there other than his fucking boots. His boots. Uh, yeah. Just his That's cowboy it. boots. So he, he, you open the trunk. <laughs> there's something in there that makes you evaporate. So right off the bat of the movie, you're like, what the, what the hell fuck is this? Is yeah, going I thought on? I was watching a movie about Repo Man. Yeah, exactly. And then we tu- <laughs> we turn in we tune into Ke- uh, to Emilio Estevez, aka Otto. Um, we see Otto working some dead end jobs that he hates. He's being a punk. He's being a shithead. Um, and then we get introduced to Harry Dean Stanton's character, who comes up to Otto and he said that they're in a neighborhood. And uh, Harry Dean Stanton's like, hey, man, um, I am in a a bind right now. I need to drive two cars to the hospital. My wife is giving birth. I need you to take these keys right here. Go unlock that car, my wife's car over there. It's an emergency. We got to get over there. And he's like, and I'll pay you 20 bucks for it. And Emilio Estevez is like, yeah, sure. Like, like that's 25. easy. Yeah, 25, 25 bucks. Like easy, easy money. Sure. No At problem. first he said 15, I'll give you 15 bucks and like, or, or 10 bucks or something like that. And, yeah. and 
Emilio was all like, nope, no deal. I don't do anything. Uh, I don't do any jobs below 20, like $20. And, and um, Harry's characters are like, all right, I'll give you 25. And, and Otto's all like, okay, like, yeah, where's the car? So yeah, yeah. so he, he takes the job <laughs> thinking that he's helping this guy with a pregnant wife. Uh, so Harry Dean Stanton drives off in one car. Emilio Estevez with the keys enters another car. Uh, starts it, is playing around with the mirrors and whatever. And then all of a sudden, a man comes running out of his house to chase down Emilio Estevez and he grabs him in the car and Emilio is freaking out and he starts to drive away because what you realize is, oh, this car is being repossessed and Harry Dean Stanton has tricked Emilio Estevez into doing this job for him and helping him. Um, This is when Otto... Uh, drives the car back to the uh, repo center that they that the the everybody works at, and he enters the facility, and all the repo men working there just look at him, and they're like, "Yeah, this kid's got what it takes to be." Yeah. Like, they, they just look at him like, "Yeah, this this kid got what it takes. He's got the look, and he can steal cars." And it's just so I, I wrote down. I was like, "All the repo men know that Otto is one of them," and that's such a silly. Like, what a silly. They, what a con what a silly concept <sighs> just like yeah he's one of us at first Otto is very apprehensive um yeah because he's all like you are all repo man because um uh what's the dude's character's name uh bud they just call him bud uh, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton's character um bud gives Otto a can like a beer which and- which, which I, I need to pause you. The beer it says is beer on it. The beer cans <laughs> and every item in this film, they they're not allowed to use actually branded items. So the right, beer cans yeah. is a can and it in blue letters says beer on beer. it. It's not a brand, it just says beer uh, and you'll see that throughout beer. the movie. There's like a cornflakes box that says cornflakes. Cornflakes. Yeah, and all this kind of funny shit. But so I, mean, I love that. I feel like that's 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 generally what happens in independent in any in in any like in the film industry whether it's movies or tv um getting getting licensed uh brand uh like drinks food whatever uh i mean it's the same thing in anime where like like you know the woo donald's or you know yeah yeah or Mc, mcronald's and like freaking devils is a part-timer yeah kind of thing. exactly like it's it's the whole like you know licensing issue and trademark issue and all that kind of stuff so like they don't you know comp movie productions and like companies don't want to go through the hassle and trying to just get you know a type of beer name to be advertised in this one movie and stuff like that. So they just use basic like beer cans that say beer on beer stuff. Which I I was like, hell yeah. I I had a beer while watching this. I was like, cheers to you guys. Um, That's so funny. So they get, they start to get, they, uh, uh, you know, um, Otto eventually gives in and is taken under the wing by Bud and learns to become a repo man. However, there, you know, there's like kind of a, a, several scenes and montages of, of different repo men taking him under ring, the, uh, under the uh, Otto under their wing. Mm-hmm. However, while all of this is going on in the background, there's like weird 
sci-fi mysterious shit going on that involves like men in white suits if you've ever seen et think of those guys that are in the white like like hazmat suits that are mm-hmm. cleaning like picking up dead bodies uh off the streets of where uh, i think i think this movie takes place in either new mexico or arizona it's LA. LA. Oh, it LA? okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's la and and so they're like there's these mystery men just like in the background of this whole movie um, not not and, and also don't forget about special agent michael jackson yes oh my god this the lady... woman with with the woman random woman with this like bedazzled glove for no reason yes I'm and just she, like and she's from okay. like the cia fbi like she's from the government yeah that's like yeah. that's like trying to track down this chevy malibu as well um so there's all this like secret shit going on in the background um once again, coming back to at this point, lots of good music, punk, Latin jams is a big part of it, so lots of good stuff. Then we come to find out. Um, eventually, after doing some re- repoing with different repo men, <laughs> and actually coming into his own, Emilio Estevez is enjoying right, yeah, his he, work. He eventually, you know, um, does join the repo men and everything, and because when he because at first he didn't want to join them and stuff and the receptionist was all like honey you're you you're already a repo man and and like literally gives him money money for the car that he originally brought back yeah yeah so and i mean he takes the money goes home which by the way Otto's parents like oh yeah literally like super hippies like you can definitely tell that like they're from the 60s um they're super super gullible will believe anything they're burnouts Um, at this point they're such burnouts like you could totally tell that they're high they're smoking weed um which we don't knock that which we don't we don't knock that because we don't do that yeah well i am bad well i was gonna say (laughs) i am by but these are like the classic stereotypical oh yeah 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 um so and they're like watching tv and there's and they're watching this program with like this religious figure on on tv and they're it's practically saying like you know, give me money. Like this will help, you know, save the world or something like that. Yeah, he's like and, a like, Billy just, Graham, Joel Olstein kind of guy. Not even that. Like I, I got more of like Heaven's Gate vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From it, Definitely. really. Preacher um, slash cult leader kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, and like Otto is asking like his parents like. Hey, you know, remember that that time that you said that you'd give me a thousand bucks if I finished school? Well, you know, I kind of want to do that now. And they're all like, yeah, you know, yeah, son, you should do that. And like Otto was all like, do you think I can have that money now? Like right now? And they flat out tell Otto, yeah, we don't have the money anymore because we gave it to this this church that we're watching TV uh, from. And I'm just like, what the fuck what the fuck is the matter with you parents like they're so, so brain dead and the funny thing is like they're not even pivotal uh, to the story like this is just no a, a random no. weird scene that kind of we it just put me in a weird mood it just puts it, it honestly just sets the tone of like the only reason for Otto to go back to being to like join the repo men like that was just more of like 
the stepping stone for him to like, well, I have no money and I don't want to fucking work at the supermarket that I was working at because I fucking hate that. So yeah, and he's also and, he, he's he's done with his like uh punk friend. He's like. I don't really like my punk friends anymore. Yeah, like like it was it was a weird thing. I mean, like he was at a party and like he was about to like have sex with this girl and the woman was all like, "Go get me a beer." And like he goes Which that's hot. Down- that, by the way, that's hot. When when a, he c- when, a, when a lady asks you she, she's if my wife's like, "Hey, you want to grab me a beer out of the fridge?" I'm like, fuck that's sexy dude like that's fucking <laughs> there's something there's something attractive when a when a when a woman asks you to get like a beer out of fridge you're like fuck yeah dude that's hot um anyway yeah so like he was kind of like done with the whole like his his life so he wanted to start a new a new life and that's kind of like where we get to the whole like him kind of learning the ropes of like being a repo man and you know, the, va- the, va- the most, the bigger the value of the car is, the more money you get is yeah. pretty much. They work on what- commission. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if he succeeds in bringing back a car, then like he gets more money for that set car. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And like, then there's, um, Tracy Walter's character who was like the mechanic of the, facility and oh he's so weird talking randomness and everything like that yeah this it's the crazy mechanic guy that every like if you work in a shop there's the one crazy weird-eyed guy who's like weird yeah he's like yeah there's aliens (laughs) out there and 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 these are and of course what we'll come to find out these are all hints about the movie like yeah there's extraterrestrials and the government's lying to us and everything's a, a scam and and of course what 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 is so bad i'm sorry king this movie is bad oh we're not even this movie's it's so bad we're like halfway through our review and you're like i had i had i'm sorry like i can't well and and we can just we can just dive right in because what we come to find out yeah after because the repoing stuff is that's like fun and adventurous and it's like silly slapstick stuff but like what Mm -hmm. the main point of it is what we come to find out that in the back of this Chevy Malibu are the bodies, four uh, bodies of dead aliens that this crazy wired-eyed guy that we mentioned at the, the beginning, he's a professor that was working, a scientist that was working for the government, that he has snuck those bodies out of government facilities um, with the help of an underground like re- revolution network um, yeah. that is made up of like, uh, this uh, other teen girl that is that becomes Emilio Estevez's like kind of girlfriend. Love, yeah, love, love interest, interest love interest. Yeah. And so, like that, that is like when. So this is like the middle of the movie that this is revealed of like, oh, by the way, this is actually about aliens, and you're like, yeah, where the fuck am? Like, how the fuck did we get here? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I kind of liked the. Like Emilio Estevez coming into his own as a repo man, like plot. Like right. I did, yeah. I did enjoy yeah. that. Like, yeah, I was vibing with that. Like, like I said, like I was, I was fine with like the whole repoing aspect and like the whole like feud with those um, brothers that um, Emilio was trying to actually uh, repo that um, convertible that the two brothers were we're in and yeah. stuff 
Um, like I liked that whole scene, you know, just the whole, oh, and also the scene where Emilio was on his own and he went to that old woman's house and a freaking like just band of guys just walk into the house and was all like, what's going on, grandma? Like, who is, who, who's this guy? Yeah. And the woman was all like, oh, this is, you know, Otto. He's, you know, he's here. Like he says that he needs to take the car and everything like that. And like Otto's just sitting on the couch surrounded by like these huge men. Yeah. And like, he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. He's like, never mind, because because the important part of repoing, and this it reminded me too. I had a friend in high school whose dad worked for Verizon, and one of his things was like he would come and shut your like your your cable down. Yeah, he would come in back in the cable days. He would come and like shut your cable down. Cut it. And basically, it's the it's this thing like. If you're in a profession where you have to go and either take something, you have to take something away from somebody because they didn't pay their bills, that person won't always willingly let you do that. So you have to time it. uh, If you're repossessing a car, you have to time it so that they're not home or they're not going to notice you because sometimes you have to break into the car and hotwire it to take it. So like it's a danger. It can be a dangerous uh, profession. So like. I love and I loved all the repo scenes are really yeah. fast, are fun. They're like a it's a yeah, fun movie. Yeah, those were fun. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But once the big reveal of like the reason why this Chevy Malibu, which is not a very nice car in general, is worth so much, is because there are dead alien bodies in it. That's when shit's bananas. Like we have we have gone <laughs> off the rails. Everything I like once that happened, I was just like, oh fuck it, like let's go, like let's go wild, dude, like. <laughs> I'm getting, I, I poured myself like a stiff, like vodka drink. And I was like, let's get oh weird. Like, let's smoke a doobie. Let's did your, let it go did your out. wife watch, watch these movies with you? So she's, she, my, my darling queen has been out of town recently. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. she, she's coming when, when we do our next uh, uh, movies, which we won't announce now, but when we do our next round of movies, she's really excited to see those particular movies. Oh, so we'll we'll okay. go and then like core pe- brat pack when we think of it. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a yeah. fun one off one that I'm so glad we watched because I had a blast <laughs> watching this. This is this is definitely <sighs> one you're like I'm like if you are of the age to pour a stiff drink and and smoke a dupe, this is the perfect and movie just for that. watch yeah and just, just get weirded out yeah, just just get weird yeah yeah okay and, yeah gosh and yeah. so and so. We that's the big reveal is that we find out aliens are in the car. Um, Emilio Estevez is brought into this plot of trying to get the aliens out to people so that the human race knows what's going on. The government doing the government is actively trying to stop this. We mentioned the lady with the Michael Jackson glove who works for the CIA or FBI or whatever. So the government is out there actively trying to stop it. And it all kind of, um, cultivates in the end where uh, you know they have this big standoff with the government um for some reason harry dean stanton is able to get his hands on the car and at this point at towards the end of the movie uh the the car is glowing green like it is just a this is where it starts getting super weird for me oh yeah the end of the movie so they and, and the, or matter of fact, the climax of the movie, like when they're starting to like try and grab the car, or even for a matter of fact, like um, in between them um, finally 
possessing the car and bringing it to the um uh to the repo yard or whatever you want to call it um there were a couple of um Otto's old friends that have just been robbing convenience stores and stuff the punks yeah. and the punks yeah and so they just so happened to come across the 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 Chevy Malibu um and they take they they hijack it um because it was at a gas station and they just stole the car and stuff yep and first of all the they they drop at a uh convenience store and Otto is there and there's just this this fucking shootout in the freaking convenience store hell yeah and i i i just have to say that like death scene for one of the one of the punks so cringe like just how he died literally how he died and the the noises that he was making on like like his dying voice like his dying noises like oh i'm just like dude just die already like yes oh it's overacting because it's an independent film these are not professionally trained actors i will say let me say this about the punks because i for each movie i had the best line of the movie uh (laughs) the the punks delivered this uh because they're committing crimes throughout the whole movie in the background my favorite line of the movie is fuck this let's go do some crimes yeah Oh man. It's like great, yeah. right? That's good dialogue. You have like that's good dialogue. Uh, Fuck this. Let's go do some crimes. Yeah. Um, so and now, like close to the end of the movie, cars glowing, you know, CIA, FBI, whatever you want to call them. All um, the repo men are there. All the government is there. Everybody's there. From the whole the movie. Freaking, the cult leader shows up. The preacher. Like, the cult leader <laughs> preacher is there. It's it's like, like he's there. It's like, why is every single member of the cast just there? And they're all like, oh, shit, it's the big showdown. What's going on? And the the government is trying to enter the glowing green car. Harry Dean Stanton gets out of the car. Um, He is shot by the- Well, he gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot by the the government. And Emilio Estevez is comforting him. And then who rolls out of the crowd but our guy, the mechanic- Right from the beginning of this review, the mechanic who's weird as fuck, who's like, aliens are real, the government, it's because technically he was right the whole time. Like, he was the crazy weird guy. He is able to get into the car and sit down in it. And he's just like, hell yeah, this is like, yeah, we're, we're he going even great. invited Otto into the car, like, come on, man, let's go for a ride. This and is the like, best scene. This is the funniest then- scene. Otto gets into the car and then the car starts flying. The car starts flying. Wait, wait. And I just want to set this up too. So uh, the mechanic says, Otto, come like, come with me. Like let's go on our, basically let's go on our grand adventure. The, the, the teen girl who he was in a relationship with. Oh yeah. (laughs) She goes, the teen girl looks at Emilio and they're looking at each other. And she's like, what about our relationship? And yeah, he just looks yeah. at her and he goes, fuck that. And he just yeah. walks right into the car. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, just, he's, like, he's like, but yeah, he's like, dude, you're a high school or, or whatever romance. Like I'm getting in the glowing green car to yeah. go on an yeah. alien adventure. Here's the thing. The bo- the aliens are supposed to be dead in the vehicle. 
But for some reason, the car is glowing green. And at the end, just like in Greece, the car just flies away <laughs> in this montage of flying over LA. And it's just like Emilio Estevez being like, yeah, this is so cool, Yeah, this dude. is cool. Yeah. And it looks, it, the graphics look terrible. Like it yeah. looks really, really bad. And and I... literally just like Greece, they fly away into happiness. Cause this is yep. Otto's story of like, what do I do next with my life? You know? Literally, I think the flying car is a metaphor for just dropping acid. Like, and, and let me see, like, like as someone who takes psychedelics, <laughs> like, I get that. I, I, I yeah. t- just dropping like, out of society, 100%. just tuning out, dropping out of society, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I totally it get was... that. I think the only thing that was even remotely good about this movie, and I wrote it down in my notes, was the ending credits. Instead of the ending credits, like rolling from top of the of the screen to down it it went opposite so like the ending credits started scrolling upwards versus downwards and i thought that was pretty cool yeah it was yeah that was a cool way of doing that i remember i know exactly what you're talking about um Um, that was honestly the only thing that was even remotely interesting (laughs) okay so so now, now, now you have now you have to ask me, King. Does this movie still hold okay. up? <laughs> King, does this movie still hold up? And okay. is it outdated? Okay, so uh, let's take the outdated part. Okay. Yes, uh, it's it is. It, oh, one hundred percent. Here's the thing. I, I got this. Is an independent film. Um, um, this was a low budget. It was. I, I wanted. To, I want to remind people. This was really well received when it came out. Um. It has. I to, don't know how. To this day, it has a ninety-eight percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that it's is a, insane. A rating, an average rating of eight out of ten. Um, it's it. It was just uh, so the year that it came out, uh, it was considered one of the best uh, uh, independent films that had come out. Um, it's one. Of, it's considered one of the best LA films that's ever been uh, created. It's in the top fifty cult films from Ed, uh, Entertainment Weekly. Um, Roger Ebert, who I don't, I don't really care for Ebert and Robert. I don't, uh, really respect a lot of their opinions. A lot of times, just for whatever reason, he gave it three out of four stars. And he said, and his reasoning was that the week that I saw repo man, you guys got to understand there were a lot of bad movies in 1984. And this is just better than those movies. Therefore it gets a higher rating. So there's a lot oh, of bad wow. movies going on here. And the question, <laughs> so does it hold up? Uh, or it is, is, um, you know is it still relevant or anything no it's super cheesy and slocky does it hold up i was thoroughly entertained and laughed (laughs) and it kept me i was like what the fuck is gonna happen next why are there aliens in the trunk why are there cholos running around town what's the deal with repo man like it just kept me like i was engaged the whole time it's 90 minutes it's super quick i'm gonna say this okay I think 98% on Rotten Tomatoes is a little much. I'm going to say this. I am giving this six beer cans that are just beer out of 10. So six, oh, six God. beers out of 10. That's what I'm going to give it. I had, this was fun for me. I had more fun with this than, than uh, class for sure. So we're, uh, we are on opposite ends here. Because okay. I actually enjoyed class more than I did Repo Man. That's interesting. 
That yeah. is interesting, actually, because I know you. Because we, because like I said, I mean, we texted I, I throughout still, the week. We texted yeah. throughout the week, and you're like, class yeah. sucks. <laughs> it, it was like a total like bomb. Like, nope, this is a bad movie. Um, like, I honestly laughed more in in class. Yeah. Than I did with this. This was just like stupid shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh this yeah, is just dumb. Like, there were just there was just so much going on in the movie. Like, there was the Repo Man stuff, and then there's the alien stuff. Why is there alien stuff mixed in with Repo Man stuff? Like, what is the whole point of the alien stuff being in with the Repo Man stuff? Yeah, like. I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. You know, um, would personally, I think I would want a more proper repo man story versus like this silly sci-fi, like let's throw in aliens because everybody loves aliens. Like, I honestly think that's what was going on in Alex Cox's mind was all like, yeah, we're going to do this movie. Um, it's going to be about repo man and this punk kid who like, becomes a repo man but oh let's not forget let's just throw in some aliens into this because everybody loves aliens like who doesn't love aliens like hell yeah that's that's honestly what was going on uh for this movie for me is that like they just threw in the aliens just because they you know because everybody loves aliens oh that that was like the whole point of it oh yeah um for me, I am rating it. Um, I can't rate it any lower, but it is going to get a one out of uh, eye patch guy. Like, uh, I guess he was like an eye patch guy because, like, his glasses, he only had like one of oh, his yeah, glass yeah. frames the were sci- like covered. The scientist who drove the car, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, one out of eyepatch guy driving the Chevy Malibu at a 10. There we go. Like, I can't go any lower. And it's, it's, <laughs> and this is, per, this is, I'm so glad, man. And it's real when I think about it in hindsight, because <laughs> this series is talking about brat packs and we're at two, we're uh, almost at two hours here, folks. So we're, we are at two hours. We are at two hours. The funny thing is, <laughs> If you asked me before diving, because I'm I'm reading everything I can about the Brat Packs. We got Andrew McCarthy's uh uh book, Brat, an, an 80 story mm-hmm. that's gonna be he's gonna be releasing a documentary about it, about his experiences. And I'm that so, I'm so excited for let's come back way down the line. We'll review the documentary. That'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. But to me, I think it's so funny that we start with these two movies because if you had asked me a couple weeks ago what I thought the Brat Pack was. These movies ain't fucking it. Like I think these <laughs> these movies do not represent what is the Black oh, no. Pack story to me. Oh no. So, no, no, no. And and with our next no. uh uh series that we come out with, um, do we want to keep it secret? Do we want to announce what we will be covering? I'm down to for whatever. Um, you know, we can we can say it, yeah. Um, so our next the next two movies that we're going to be reviewing for this Brat Pack series is 16 Candles. Uh, starring Ma- Molly Ringwald oh. and uh, The Breakfast Club, which has also Molly Ringwald, um, Emilio, Emilio Estevez, Estevez. 
Judd uh, Nelson. Anthony Michael, a- Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, and of course, Ali Sheedy. It's the so quintessential pretty, one, yeah. It's it's honestly the quintessential Brat Pack. Um, this movie is honestly like the staple of the term Brat Pack because yes. it literally has the whole the whole cast and the whole shebang and stuff. Oh yeah. Um this is one and this is one where we are both very excited. My uh my darling wife is going to watch both of these movies with me, so I'm excited for movie date. Has night she with some seen any of has she seen them? She, before, I don't or? actually no, she hasn't I don't think she's seen The Breakfast Club or 16 <gasps> Candles. So, it's like kind of exciting cuz these are these are the movies I think of. So I think it's fun. Like I had such a blast this week, Danny. So thank you so much for including me on this. Yeah, Classic Repo I think Man. this is honestly a great idea to do. So yeah. I'm excited to continue. And 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 I I have to say it. Go watch Repo Man. Go oh God, go do no. it. Go do it. I recommend it. Fuck it. Let's send oh it, baby. God. I can't wait for more. No. I'm excited for more, Danny. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no more. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't watch it. Um, yeah. So we are going to um next time uh you catch us, we will be doing sixteen candles and the Breakfast Club, and we're gonna try and get some uh in on that one because I know yes. she said she she loves um, yeah she loves those she wants to do um this series but like she doesn't want to be in all of them so mainly it is probably going to just be me and King and um some with uh, a few uh, with with some of like the movies that she wants to uh, be a part of and stuff mm-hmm. so um. Yeah, so thank you, King, for joining me on this journey of watching um, weird ass, <laughs> uh, <laughs> considered brat pack uh, movies. So, absolutely, um, I I'm excited to watch uh, more brat pack, or at least considered brat pack. Uh, movies that I have not seen yet. Um, honestly, majority of the movies that are on our list for this series, I have seen at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's only like maybe a couple of movies on our list that I have not yet seen yet. So, um, and this is going to be exciting. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening to me and King ramble on for at least two hours. Um, I hope you enjoyed this lovely ride of class and repo man. Um, if you do adventure into watching these, um, I will say you cannot, the, these two movies are not streaming on any, um, streaming service like hbo max or like hulu or anything like that i know class is on 2b tv but from what king has told me um yesterday there's like ads yeah oh there's 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 hepatitis c medication ads it's like it's like bottom of the barrel ads that are like this is like depressing right now no thanks yeah um i rented both of these movies on amazon so I, I it was like same, three dollars. Yeah. Honestly, it was like three dot three bucks. Like, if you're even remotely interested in watching either of these movies, you can easily rent them yep. on Amazon Prime 
for like three dollars so um but yeah i mean i definitely do not recommend watching any of these movies so <laughs> save your mo- save these. your money right yeah save your money save those three dollars um for something better um and yeah stay tuned for our next two batch two batch movies yep. i get yeah okay um yeah so we're gonna stay tuned for that and see you guys later fuck Bye. this fuck this let's go do some crimes <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say something, but I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> That's a good one to go out on, though. That's good to go out yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it there. So. <laughs>